five days with no shower. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It happened here in Nepal. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still a little stunned. I didn't think I'd go that long. I thought for sure maybe three days, which, you know, is doable. Um, but yeah, I went... I went a full five days and that lap, the day, day, night of day four into day five was a little challenging. Um, uh, yeah, okay. I don't even know where to start. Basically the podcast here, number 311, One Hand Speaks Storytelling Podcast, episode 311 entitled Shower in a Bag. It's the only thing I can say is just shower in the bag. It's the only place I could get a shower was from this small bag of baby wipes. Uh, and they're not really baby wipes. They're actually makeup wipes. Um, and they were like worth it, their weight in gold. Okay, so uh, I've been in Kathmandu for a while. Uh, I'm in Nepal. I got here March 17th. Um, and then I think on the 24th, I, I was here for five days and then I scheduled a trip to Holacy. There's a very, uh, uh, very sacred Buddhist cave where a great Buddhist practitioner spent a, a huge amount of time practicing, attained great liberation from suffering uh, and it's just, it's a pilgrimage spot. So that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm here, my main thing here, man, I'm not a tourist. I'm a pilgrim. Uh, and that's, that. I actually did a podcast on that f- last year. I'm not a tourist. I am a pilgrim. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, I actually have spoken to a number of people here. Three people have uh, commented on how devoted I am to make that drive from Kathmandu to Holacy. And they're like, oh, many Nepali, many Tibetans, you know, would never, they're kind of like, don't want to do it. They're like, oh, I want to go to Holacy, but, you know, visit Maratinka Cave, but uh, the, the drive is, no, I don't want to do the drive, you know, and, and uh, you know, and I flew from the USA to Kathmandu, right? And that alone takes that's 24 hours of fly time, like 24, almost 25. And then with all the layovers, right, three flights, 24 hours. And then with layovers, layover, you know, uh, pre-flight in Boise, layover in Seattle, and then eight-hour layover in Qatar. uh, And then, yeah, total 36 hours of travel time. And then I lost 12 hours. So, yeah, it was two days to get here, you know, and then I make this drive, like, to Holacy, uh, and I can't believe this van made it, like, this little Suzuki van, I, it's not even that well, like, it doesn't seem that strong, but this thing is a beast, oh my word, I cannot believe, I, I'm, I'm doing a podcast just about that, because, like, this van, this is a miracle van, uh, but again, you know, it's like a, it's like a, uh, uh, it's a van, but it's it reminds me of a Suzuki Samurai. It's just you feel every bump. It, it was like riding a bull for five and a half hours, you know, of the nine hour drive. I mean, some of the road is paved, 
but it's narrow and dangerous and there's cliffs and, you know, there's barely enough room for two cars. Like it's real sketchy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of spacing out, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep recording here. Um, oh yeah. Shower in a bag. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so I showered the night before I left, uh, because there's no hot water in the morning. Oh, it's, it, but it's so hot at night. Oh, it's just glorious. I'm going to actually take another shower tonight. I think I'm trying to catch up on uh, showers, but, uh, yeah, we did this nine hour drive, uh, and it was slightly brutal. We left early. I mean, we left at 6.15. We didn't arrive until three, four o'clock, basically, you know, with lunch at four, uh, and, uh, yeah, no coffee that day. So, you know, that was interesting, uh, cause right now I'm drinking coffee, uh, but uh, that's what it is. But no shower that day, so that's day one. No, no shower at all. Uh, well, maybe four and a half days no shower. But uh, and then we get there, and uh, I just you know I walk around. We go visit the main cave, and then later I came back. I was just walking around, and then I found the lower cave, and you know it was like I knew immediately that's where I needed to be. So I just sat down and I practiced until they closed. You know. Uh, and then came back. There's not much to do in Holocene, you know. People go to bed early. They get up early. Uh, so came back to the room. I didn't even really think about a shower. I just wanted to eat some food. Uh, and that that really hurt me. Yeah, the food, my stomach. I had to run. Uh, there's something here in some dish in the traditional... Nepali meal that just does not agree with me and I, I, I think I've isolated it to something I don't think it's in the curry but I think it's in the, the, the pickled radishes or their greens or the dal but I've stopped eating that and I've been feeling fine but for two days all I ate was roti which is like flatbread homemade flatbread and egg uh, and then I started to feel pretty good. But yeah, that was rough too because there's, you know, there like there's no shower. And then the homestay, the hotel is, you know, it's basically costing me $7 a night. Uh, it, the bed was super comfortable. The, and the people, you know, basically a family runs it. Uh, and I got to hang out a bit with the two daughters they were 17 and 15, and their young son, who was like 12, no, 13, they were all really cool. They spoke really good English. So it was nice to hang out and communicate with them. Uh, you know, and I'm pretty exhausted, so I'm just trying to go to bed early. I don't want to shower. I figured there'd be hot water, but then the next day, come to find out there is no hot water. They basically don't have hot water in their home. Okay, and that's fine. That's fine. But day two, I, I just, you know what? I just kept this, I just kept my clothes on. I slept in my clothes, right? Because there's also no heat in the room. Uh, the blanket was really nice. The blanket was really nice. Uh, and it was just, I slept very well. I really did. Uh, but day two, I didn't even really think about showering. Uh, it would have been nice, uh, at least to wash my hair, but... 
So day two, that's my first day in Holacy. Uh, and then I, you know, I'm up early. It's like, it's like 5.15 I'm up. So I just get up. I go to the cave. The monks are there. I just sit down. I practice for an hour and a half. Uh, and then I get up and I go get some coffee. You know, it's like 7.30. The coffee shop's barely even open. And I'm having a great communication with the people there. You know, they spoke okay English. Decent English, not okay. Maybe 30%, you know. So it was hard to understand their accent, but... And then go back to the cave, and I'm still not feeling that well. You know, the stomach is a little unstable, which means, you know, I need to get to a bathroom fast, and that is not an easy thing. You know, there aren't a lot of public restrooms, and, uh, yeah, the public restrooms here in Holacy are pretty gritty, Right, like I mean gritty. Okay, so the next podcast I'm going to do is called Squat and Poo, right? Basically, squat and poop. You know, uh, there's no sitting toilets, and you know things are dirty. So, um, yeah, it's a thing, and you know the public toilets. Like, and I'm, I'm I am not ready for this, uh, and I got the runs, so it's like, yeah, I need to be prepared. I need to be prepared. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I got through my first practice day and, uh, you know, I'm having a good time. I'm drinking some coffee. Uh, I realize I just need to eat roti and bread uh, and not eat that much. I got to clear my system. So, you know, I'm spending a bit of time at the uh, hotel doing the squat and poo and, uh, you know, buying toilet paper, which is kind of a thing because, you know, generally people in Nepal don't use toilet paper. Uh, so it's like a bidet and it's a squat and poop. So, you know, it's it's a thing. And then, oh, yeah, I am just not feeling well. I'm just trying to clear all this food through me. But uh, so, yeah, now I'm on day three. Let me just get to it. Now I'm on day three, which is my second day in Holacy. So and now I'm starting to actually feel okay. Like I'm getting a little coffee in me and uh, I don't have the runs, which is great. But it's been like three days now that I haven't had a shower. And I'm really, you know, like I'm not feeling good in my socks. Uh, I've had, you know, there, there's no laundry, right? I mean, basically, you know, I mean, I can have people do my laundry, but... They're just going to do it in the sink, outside, that kind of thing, you know. Uh, everything is hand-washed. There's no washing machines here. No, I mean, there might be at the the high-end hotels, but, you know, in the homestay, no. No, no, no. So, yeah, I got to hand-wash my, my underwear, you know, and my socks because I'm on a limited supply. I, I, I didn't time things very well. I didn't get my laundry done before I left. So I'm, I'm rationing. Let, let me put it that way. I am rationing my socks and underwear. And uh, basically, you know, everybody, it, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I can wear the same thing for many days, but it would be nice to change underwear, you know. But I'm thinking, oh, it'd be nice to take some kind of shower. But... I really didn't want to take a shower in the shower that was in my room. It was, it didn't look that bad, but I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And then, 
you know, in the evening when I thought there was hot water, uh, I was just super tired. And, you know, this ain't no fashion show, man. I am in a Buddhist cave doing Buddhist practice. So, you know, I think it's okay. And then, so at the end of day three, I'm eating dinner with the family. The family calls me for dinner. They're like, it's dinner time. I thought this was great. I got to eat with the kids and the father. We had a good time. Uh, And then my friend was like, Alejandro, what are you going to do now? And I was like, I think I'm going to take a shower. And he was like, "Uh, not a good idea. There's no hot water. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, are you... And, and, you know, and that's when... (laughs) My driver said, he asked the, the, the two daughters, like, you guys don't have hot water, do you? And they shook their head. They're like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, which is okay. You know, I've totally done totally cold, hot, cold showers, you know. And uh, it's the new thing right now, like cold inversion, right? So, yeah, no big deal, no big deal. But sometimes, you know, when, you're, when, you're, when you need a hot shower, you, you just only wish you could pay for one you know what I'm talking about like so I was like all right I gotcha I gotcha so I went out you know there's like a lot of home stores you know these little like just yeah people selling stuff you know and I had to find a place that had extra toilet paper and I got some wipes those were the makeup wipes you know so yeah I got 25 in a in a in a in a pack, I got one pack. So I got to be a little, uh, I got to ration those too. You know, it's kind of a thing. <laughs> it's kind of a thing. It's like that movie with Denzel Washington, right? Uh, the Book of Eli, where they have the flash and like everything is basically destroyed and it's a dystopian future, you know, and he's older, right? So he was alive before the flash. And this young girl was like, were you alive before the flash? And uh, Denzel's character said, yeah, I was. And she said, she asked, what's it like? And he said, oh, well, people throw away things we kill for now. You know, simple things like uh, chapstick and just whatever. But my point is, it's like, there's a scene where he's like cleaning his body with hand, hand wipes, you know, like uh, disposable wipes. You get one in a pack. You know, you open it up and you use it like, you know, you get on an airplane, uh, which I had one of those too. You know, you open it up and, you know, it disinfects and cleans, right, which was golden. But yeah, so I was like, well, okay, you know, I need to clean my face. I need to clean the ends of my arms, you know, my hand and my short side. Uh, I got to clean my pits. I got to take care of my, you know, privates. Uh, And then I need to clean my feet. Uh, so yeah, that's what I did uh, day four was shower, day three shower in a bag. So day four, day four is like get up early and leave. We go to the cave. We do a little more cave practice. Uh, my friend wanted to stay there for an hour, the driver, but it was Saturday, right? And the place was hopping. I mean hopping. A lot of people, Saturday, right? Saturday, uh, sacred holy area, you know, a lot of Hindus, a lot of Buddhists, like it was just popping. I was amazed at what was going on. Uh, And I got no problem. I sat down, practiced, like got it going on. Uh, But then I could tell my friend wanted to leave, so we left. And I got a blessing from the monk that was very nice. 
um, when we were leaving. That's when they told me they were like, we will be happy to see you next year. So uh, that was cool. So yeah, this is day four. Now we're leaving Holacy. Basically got a nine-hour drive. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> this is an interesting little twist. We're going to another cave in Timal, which is just a basically a village. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a seven-hour drive. It's on the way back, but we got to take a right and we got to drive for another two hours. So, you know, after about six hours, uh, we're in this city called, well, they call them munici uh, municipalities. Uh, it's called Namo Buddha. What a great name. And I'm not going to get into the history of why it's called that, but it's actually a very special Buddhist area and it's also on the pilgrimage path like yeah it's it's something very special uh but basically i'm, we're, I'm driving from holacy to Kathmandu, uh and then we're going to take a right to go to Timal, which is going to take the rest of the day and then we're going to come down okay so i went to Timal, i bought some bodhi seed malas I went to the cave, I practiced, we came out, I bought more malas, and then we drove down, you know, it's like two hours up, two hours down, gritty road, I mean, that road is unreal, like, and after that nine-hour drive to Holacy from Kathmandu, okay, I can handle it, like, but it's day four, and I am not, like, I'm a little tested, let me, let me say that, I'm a little tested, you know, I really, I did not sleep well the night before. Uh, actually, I did, but I didn't sleep very long. And then we're up early. And then I just know we got all this driving in this van. And, uh, you know, I have to still have to be careful what I eat. So we get to Namo Buddha and I just get, I thought I was just going to get rice and chicken, but I got the whole Nepali meal. And I was like, well, I'm not eating the doll. I'm not eating the, the, the pickled radishes and I'm not eating that green stuff. I don't know what it is and I don't know what is in there. I'm just going to eat the chicken and the rice and uh, the curry. The curry potatoes were delicious. And I asked my friend if they had coffee and he said, no, they don't have coffee here. But I asked the waitress if I could have coffee and she said coffee, like coffee in the afternoon. I was like, yeah, I'll take a cup of coffee and uh, and it was extremely good coffee. Holy, I could hear her grinding the beans. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. It was delicious, you know. Uh, and it kind of made up for uh, not having a shower in the morning. And I'm not showering in the morning anyway, but I couldn't get one the night before. And I'm on day four. So, but I'm kind of excited because I know we're going to go up to Tmall, which is very special for me. I was there last year. It was great to go back. Um, and then we're going to come down. And basically, we were, were, we were going to get a hotel in Namo Buddha. And uh, we were going to get a hotel in Namo Buddha. And I was very excited because I was like, oh, I got to do some internet work. You know, the, uh, I need to catch up on a couple things. And I just want to take a shower. And it doesn't even have to be that hot. Like, lukewarm shower would be fine. Like, you know, I want to clean my butt, my crotch, really scrub my feet down, you know. Like, I want to get in there and just get clean. I don't even care about my hair. Just let me clean my body. Uh... But then my, my driver was like, oh, Alejandro, you know, we're having a dinner at my house tonight. My brother 
my sister is going to be there and her husband and uh, my mother's back from the hospital after 15 days and my son is coming in. So we're just basically have big party. Um, and I was like, well, OK, yeah, man, you guys are going to party. Let's party. Let's I mean, let's do it. If we're going to do it. Let's do it. Um, but then he was like, oh, we can spend the night at my mom's house now. OK, like, you know, a lot of homes in Kathmandu don't uh, have running water inside. Uh, they don't have inside bathrooms, you know, and uh, uh, well, of course, there's no heat and it's certainly no Internet like that's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> But I was like struggling in that moment. I was like, you want to spend the night at your mom's house? And he was like, oh, my mom's so happy to, to see me. And and uh, he's like, tomorrow we'll get up and do Namo Buddha. And like, I don't want to talk too much about Buddhist pilgrimage stuff, but Namo Buddha is a very special place. And it is said that if you can do Namo Buddha, Bodhanath and Swaibunath, all in one day, you will receive incredible blessings. The word they use is inconceivable amount of blessings. So I was trying to focus on that. I was like, okay, I got to focus. Like, this is an opportunity. And then, you know, pilgrimage should not be easy. Like, it shouldn't be luxurious and posh. Like, there should be struggle on it, Okay. And it's already been a struggle, like no shower, uh, uncomfortable drive, like, oh, I had a headache for a day, you know, I got the runs, uh, I can't hold food, like, yeah, there's some struggle, and it would have been nice to have a shower at the end of day four, but okay, I guess I don't get that. And then, you know, my friend's mother's home, where he used to live, grew up, that kind of stuff, took a lot of damage in the earthquake. And it's actually like the government said that she shouldn't be living there, but she doesn't want to leave. And I get it. I get it. It does have structural damage. But, you know, his whole family was showing up and uh, they're inviting me as a guest. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I can do, I can do this. Like, I can do this. And then, you know, my, my driver, he kind of took me around. Uh, he wanted to see all his friends because he's basically coming home. You know, it's a home stay for him, a home visit. So he's like talking to all his friends and we're, we're, we're going from house to house. It was actually, it was kind of cool, but I am totally exhausted and I'm super tired. And I was really looking forward to just being alone, but I had to give that up. Uh, we did stop off at like he said, his best friend in Namo Buddha, where they live. Uh, and, you know, it's basically a concrete, it's it's like a, it's like a packed, it's like a ceramic floor is the only thing I could say. You know, people sleep on the floor, uh, they have one light bulb, uh, very little electricity, uh, the well is outside, there's no running water inside. You know, people are, they just live, the whole place lives like this. You know, and I was like, okay, I just, I need to hold my ground right now because pilgrimage should not be easy. And then come to find out, like, there's no electricity in his mother's house. So now it's like, we're in the dark. Everybody's got their cell phones and there's a couple of flashlights. There's a kid there. He's shining this light in my face. Like I'm having a strobe light effect. It's getting very annoying. I am like, super tired. I'm maxed out. They're eating super late. I'm scared to eat because uh, 
you know, I don't want to get the runs again because after two days, I finally feel better. Holy smokes, you know. Uh, but I only ate the meat and rice and a little bit of potato curry. I, I actually did fine, and it was super delicious. Oh, my God. But, you know, it's like candlelight dinner. I mean, th that was cool, you know, but it was a little bit of struggle. But they worked hard to take care of me and take care of their mom, and they were happy to have me. And, you know, and I just kept telling myself, you know, pilgrimage shouldn't be easy, and and it wasn't. Like that last night was a struggle. Like I'm still in the same clothes, you know. I don't really have an opportunity because we're sleeping in kind of a group setting, you know. It's not like everybody gets their own room. It's just, you know, it's just me and my driver friend and then the family's upstairs. Like I have no idea. Like there's no opportunity to wipe anything down. So I just got to ride it out. So I'm like, okay, tomorrow is Namo Buddha, you know, let's just wake up and, you know, I was about to say, let's wake up and smell the coffee, but there ain't no coffee. There was some really delicious black tea and that was nice. Uh, and then we just, you know, then we did the drive. So now I am on day five. I am on day five, no shower, uh, waking up, no coffee, which is not that big of a deal, but when you're drinking coffee, it's nice to have it. It's a small luxury, but man, sometimes you got to let those things go, you know, and, and uh, I did, I did get to Namo Buddha, which was simply glorious in the view. I mean, we're at 6,000 feet. The view was astounding. Like it was a good morning. Oh, I, I actually, I got to see the sunrise in Namo Buddha. And uh, I saw the Himalayan, Himalayan mountains light up, like wake up is all I can say. Like I could see the, the peaks of the mountains getting sunlight. And I was like, oh, this is going to be just fucking glorious. And it was, you know, and then we get up like another thousand feet to Namo Buddha and the monastery there, the stupa. I'm going to the stupa and uh, it's the highest point and it is so like the the Himalayan mountainscape was just unbelievable. It wasn't totally clear, but I'll take it, man. It was glorious. And then, you know, I do my practice. I got. In the, I'm on the last day of this pilgr this micro pilgrimage within a pilgrimage, and all I know is that day I need. I did Namo Buddha. Yeah, I need to get to Kathmandu. I need to do Bodhnaf, uh, and then I need to get to. Swambu, like I need to do this. Um, but man, I am feeling gritty. But I'll tell you what, when when we left Namo Buddha, the monastery there, like it was so peaceful. It was so peaceful, and even like the 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 road down the road up, we must have took the backside up because like that was also very difficult. The road down was like butter, man. It was like a kid's slide, like a water slide. Like we were driving down this road and I was like, are, are we on a different road? And my driver was like, oh yeah. And you know, like Namo Buddha, yeah. I mean, Namo Buddha is just very, there aren't a lot of people there and it's very, the expanse is just so vast. It's so open and calm, you know, when we're driving and I just, I felt so good. I felt so good. Uh, it would have been, it'd be nice to clean myself, but I was like, you know what, I, I, I just, 
was so content. And then uh, my driver got a phone call from the boss, and they're like, "Oh, I have to get to Kathmandu. You know, I got another. I got to drive someone. Some. I, I got to drive someone else somewhere else." Uh, I said, "At what time?" And he's like, "Eleven." And I was like, "Well, can we?" It was nine thirty at that time. He's like, "I was like, can we make it?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, we'll be in Kathmandu in an hour." Um, and it was really interesting to go from the top of that monastery to Kathmandu because the amount of uh, the the intensity and density of people and cars and noise and grit and dust just grew and grew and grew. Uh, I'll talk about that. I got a podcast coming up just for that. But um, yeah, I was like, I can't wait to get to Kathmandu. Like, I just want to get to the hotel. And the first thing I need to do, I just want to take a, a fast but really good shower. Like, it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't even have to be that hot. But I just, I, I just need to clean my body because I got to close out the end of this pilgrimage, this micro pilgrimage. I got to, you know, I got to get to these other two stupas in one day and I really need to clean myself. And I did. Uh, and that felt great. Oh, I was so happy to take that shower. Uh, and I knew I'd be coming back later to take another shower and shave. But um, yeah, so I ended up going five days with basically no shower except shower from a bag. You know, that uh, makeup bag, those makeup wipes, they saved me. Oh, they were they were golden. And uh yeah, and then I put all my clothes in a bag and then they're going to go get they're getting laundered right now, so I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy that I'll have some clean clothes tomorrow. Um Yeah, there it is, my friends. Kind of a long podcast, but it felt right. It felt right and uh and there it is. So, yeah, podcast number 311, shower from a bag, shower in a bag. Not 100% sure, but We'll leave it at that, my friends, and uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast. See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.